4: I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. Celtics, they were down 11 in the second half. They pull away from the Bucs. They win and they cover. Vegas has flipped the favorite for the fourth time. Boston is now favored to win the series 65% chance. Golden State with another lucky victory. They barely squeaked by without the best player on the other team. Some people might say that means something. We'll see what A.J. thinks about that. Though now a 3-1 commanding lead for the very, very fortunate Golden State team. Now, Sixers, they won game three. They won game four. Now Vegas considers them, with Embiid back, the better team. They're only a a two-and-a-half-point underdog at Miami. Home course three. Philly better in the eyes of Vegas. Here comes the four-hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
6: I the future. I the future. From the
5: Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
4: You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a big Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. We got a Tuesday tradition, special guest in studio. Scott Seidenberg, name flows off the tongue. Don't you think, Scott?
6: I think it flows just beautifully.
4: (laughs) It's one of your favorites! (laughs) He hosts a show called The Look Ahead on the Vegas Sports and Information Network. And we got A.J. Hoffman with us. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. The question with A.J. is, how... How chagrined is he with Golden State? Does he say, man, we were lucky. Man, this team isn't what I thought they were. Or does he say, I'm up 3 1, you're tied 2 2? We'll see. He is the fan who beats the man, AJ Hoffman.
7: Thank you, RJ. Great to be here. I don't look at it as a competition between us. Oh, by I the way. I do with
4: everyone, <laughs> especially when money's at stake. Lord, what else
7: <laughs> could it be? The Bucks and Grizzlies both blow fourth quarter leads to even up their series last night. Tom Brady's next stop becomes official, and we have two pivotal game fives tonight. What is the Vegas lead? First, AJ, just to teach you a few things here.
5: This is your wake up call, pal. <laughs> It's It'll
4: always work. personal. Always personal. <laughs> All right. We're going to start. Vegas lead is how my colleague, Tom Brady, is joining Fox. I think Fox you mean our colleague. No, actually. I, oh. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to tell you this before the show, but they made a big deal about it. They said, RJ, you with your you know, brand and standing can say that, but AJ can't. And McKenzie certainly can't, what they said. <laughs> you know, like it sounds like if you said it every once in a while, they wouldn't really make a big deal about it. But with McKenzie, they said he can't say it. Okay. So, maybe I should have said
7: that before. I'll be careful mentioning but, but it.
4: But go
7: ahead. <laughs> okay, am I allowed to announce this, that yes, Fox yes. Just Sports... don't say my colleague is really RJ's colleagues. RJ's exactly. colleagues. Uh, Fox Sports <laughs> makes Tom Brady its lead NFL game analyst after he retires. 10 years, $375 million to payday for Tom when he's done playing football.
4: OK, first question. Does this and we'll do a round table here, jump in whoever wants to. First question. Does this increase the chance that this is Tom Brady's last year? Would he have made this kind of announcement, made these kind of plans if he planned on playing past this year? Does it decrease the chance that he's gonna play
6: past this year? Yeah, of course it's his last year. You think now an- did you think yeah. that a couple days ago? No, but okay. you don't announce a public deal like this without it being coming up next season right what cuz why would it benefit fox because now, by announcing wow. this deal... Because
4: we're talking about it, everyone's I, talking about course,
6: it. Of course, but if, if, it, if it was not coming for another couple of years, now you have to deal with any negotiations for any talent that you have to come in for the following season, mm. not just this season, right? Because then everyone else is going to want a little uptick in pay, or maybe be frustrated by, hey, why am I a lame duck here? Or at whatnot.
4: minimum, be allowed to say, colleague Tom Brady.
6: Sure, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think you should get on the phone and start calling some people and asking for a raise with all this money being. Thrown out for Tom Brady.
4: I don't think like that. I just think team, <laughs> team, team. Now, that, you can see that New York attitude there. What do you think, AJ? I
7: think if if we had known that Tom, if Tom Brady had known that he could make double what Troy Aikman or Tony Romo, the highest paid guys in the business, were doing, I don't know that he would have come back this year. I, I think it oh, sounds oh, like on. about as cushy I mean, of a deal: thirty-seven million dollars to talk so about guy, games. Now,
4: the interesting here's the guy who just said it's not all about the money, but he's like, okay, you've had a ten. Year plan to play till you're 45, but you know, start one year short because you're going to make a little extra money announcing. I don't think that's the only thing. Now it's a 10-year for how much? 375000000 million. I'm going to do the math. I think that's 37500000 million. I've
7: years. got that in front of me. Somehow, you are exactly right. I think so. Now, here's the Correct. question. <laughs> I
4: mean, here's the question, right? Is how much of that's front-loaded? I mean, it's like any other contract that we deal with in the NFL. How much of that is front-loaded, back-loaded? Uh, are there kind of void years? I mean, is he getting 37 that first year? Because that's a big number. Right? Because wasn't Romo's big Thing like getting to 15?
7: Yeah, the Romo and Troy Aikman this year will make a combined 33.5 yeah, million. Yeah, so that's
4: a little more than 15. So, and I think Romo got it first, right? Yeah. So Aikman yeah. got a little bit more, you know, as the way these sequences go. It's obviously a massive commitment. Here's my thought of where Brady's thinking. Number one, listen closely to the words. It said, immediately upon retiring. What I could envision is he loses in round one, round two. And it's
6: part of the playoff broadcast. He's, uh, he's there
4: maybe the next day. Sure, right? I mean, based on if it's a Saturday game, it, it feels
6: like that would be. You know, is is there a way? You now, well, let's. Think, I think they're going to use him. Maybe during the bye week they'll use him in different situations because look at what happened. I mean, Greg Olson. I wonder if Greg he would do that still, though. Would Greg, Brady do that? I don't know. Well, I'm just saying it's happened with other yeah. players before that are still playing yet have this type of contract. Draymond Green's got a deal with TNT. Yeah, right? yeah and you know,
4: Draymond's and, doing something with Collins So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I. But again, no one looks at Draymond as he's his mission is to win titles. Right, he he wants to win, but mm-hmm. Brady. It feels like if you do anything that dilutes his focus, it would go against his brand. I think, but I think if it's in this intern time, like like you said, a bye week or whatever, or it, it really. How do we even put a name to it? If he comes in and does a long interview on his bye week, is he there as a Fox guy? Is he just I there as a Tampa Bay
6: Buck? So Brady already does. He does a radio show one day a week. He has his uh, podcast, po- yeah, podcast. with um, and it and he does the segment with Jim Gray on Westwood One that airs during Monday Night Football every single week. He's been doing this forever, and now they air it on Sirius XM. What is it called? It's called like Right On or something. Uh, whatever yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the show is. I think now that becomes part of his Fox deal, and you're going to see him doing appearances on—maybe he's going to be on McCollum, maybe he's going to be doing something on on the broadcast, but he will become, this season, a broadcaster and a player.
4: I'm not sure about that, but I'm not even sure that really matters. Meaning, if he does, okay, that's a big commitment. If he doesn't, he's going to obviously go
6: full bore once
4: he's in a, a professional announcer. Because I
6: think or that, analyst. that leads to my point that this is his final year playing.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, do, I do think it increases the chances his final year. I also think that in general, all the hubbub about the retirement, Miami now back, and Arian's gone. Or or you know, somewhere in a cubicle in the corner, no one can find him. No one's seen him for weeks, allegedly. I don't know. But, but the, the fact is, in my opinion, is it feels like Brady leaving the Bucs next year would feel mercenary. I think maybe he would have played an extra year if this had gone smooth. Like If he went to Miami as part owner or whatever, this year, I think he probably would have played this year and next year is my sense. Now, it's like, what's he going to do, go to another place for one year? So, it does feel like he reaches his goal of 45, which he set a long time ago, and... I don't see him staying in Tampa. I don't see him going to one place for one year. I don't see him
7: playing three more years. It really feels like this is his last year. Well, you, what you mentioned earlier about him maybe taking over right after he's done with the season it just so happens that after this next season, Fox has the Super Bowl. The year after that it'll be CBS. So if he were to, you know, become a part of the broadcast at the end of a season, this would be perfect timing.
4: Yeah, and that's interesting. This year being the Super Bowl year that. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, and plus, they obviously get the NFC. So if he loses in the first round, you know, he just takes off his jersey, puts on his <laughs> jacket. Now, here's the other thought, and then we're going to get personal. We should prepare Scott for a little personal, a few personal questions are going to come. But it- about a minute before that, here's my thought Did John Madden teach us that the best way to stay brand relevant is to be an announcer post career? You think about Jordan, right? We look at Jordan and we worship his history, his legacy. But Barkley, think about where Barkley is in the history. Uh, think of Kenny, the Jet Smith. He would have been forgotten. I mean, you know, a, a key good you know, player, a yeah. good player on two championship teams with Houston, if I'm not mistaken. But the fact of the matter is, we would have forgotten him. And the reality is, he's probably, what, one of the 20, if you say, of former NBA players or current, is Kenny Smith one of the 20 most known players? (laughs) Think about it. I mean, how many today are known? Maybe top 50 for sure, versus he wouldn't have been top 500. Now, you could say, well, Brady's Brady. Well, Michael Jordan was Brady and more, I would say, at least with brand. and. He's this mysterious Wizard of Oz behind the curtain who supposedly you know, smokes a lot of cigars, drinks whiskey, but we don't know what's going on, right? I mean, it feels like with him, maybe the mystique is enough that it's, it's fine that we keep thinking of him. But think of Hakeem. How much do you think of Elijah want? Now, you
7: know, Not as often as I think of Bill Walton, who's yeah. on television all the time. That's a good example. So It, it yeah. feels
4: like if you can make big, big money... Like Brady can. And, you know, obviously 37 and a half sticks, as they say. Also, you keep your brand super relevant. I'm sure he negotiated a deal where if it's the travel or whatever. um, uh, Uh oh, we got breaking news here. Breaking news. Ja Morant has a bone bruise, unlikely to return this season. Let's listen. Let's go to Fox Sports Radio in LA
7: and get an update from Fox Sports. RJ, I'm going to sound like an echo because that's all that I've got. ESPN reporting that John Morant, yes, the bone bruise in his knee. Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies head coach, said that Morant had an MRI, did not reveal the results of it, but now ESPN saying it's a bone bruise in that injured right knee and he is doubtful to return at any point in this
4: playoff. So, Dan, does it, is it me or does a bone bruise? That sounds like a good diagnosis. Like, what I'm saying is imagine someone has a huge tumble, right? And you hear next day, oh, he's got a bone bruise. Doesn't that sound good? As opposed to maybe a torn ligament? Yeah. Or, or yeah. anything, really. I mean, that's interesting. And by the way, I got the alert, a big orange on the screen, and I read it, and then below it said, throw to Dan. And I'm like, oh, maybe you put that in the wrong order. But you you did it better than me, Dan. You did it better than me. There, just so you guys have it. But that's Thanks, the latest buddy. from job All right. That, that's what's nice about live radio. A lot of people love podcasts. I enjoy podcasts. We got a podcast, but- live radio, they'd be talking. Imagine, if this was a podcast, we'd spend 20 minutes talking about Morant coming back next game, what the effects are going to be. Uh-uh. We got the live breaking info, and Mackenzie, he might invert the order that he says things, but he's on it. He's on very it. strong. Did you, in hindsight, Mackenzie, you think maybe the wrong
1: order? Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, I usually would read the whole thing, but it was so orange, and it was like, uh oh, I, I thought, are the aliens attacking? <laughs> What's going on? And then it's like, oh, Morant's got a bone bruise. I'm thinking, well, who cares? Unlikely to return this season. Boy, that speaks to the idea. Let's take our first break. That speaks to the idea of his durability, that style of play. Is it going to be sustainable at his physical size, which is slight for the NBA? We're going to do that, and we're going to talk a little personal career counseling because let's be honest, if you're Scott Seidenberg, you're thinking, I've spent my whole life trying to rise through the ranks, and this Tom Brady fellow just shows up with his haircut. His hairline somehow is getting like less receding. <laughs> his face looks like he has a polish. on." And, and I think there's some anger that we can...
7: He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Straight out of Vegas!
0: 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? you shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach.
2: tire ratings and consumer reviews
1: and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Alvin. Jam-packed show. Great day to join. We're going to get back to a little Tom Brady talk. First, though, the breaking news. John Morant with a bone bruise out for the rest of the season. If somehow Memphis makes the finals, the bone bruise is keeping him out. Now, my thinking is a bone bruise doesn't sound that bad. Now, A.J. just during the break said... Uh, I had a torn shoulder, and I just uh, fought the last two fights. Just, so, just facts. <laughs> so you got. Now we we got to give AJ a little credit. He, this was you know uh, MMA, and he did have one professional fight. So the two shoulders uh, fights was when my last two fights.
7: It was so the professional fight, pro fight. My last amateur fight.
4: Okay. And you didn't take. How long would it take for the
7: shoulder to heal? I have no idea. I still haven't. You didn't gotten even didn't go to the it. doctor. <laughs> I, I went to the doctor. I, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> I went to the doctor and they, they told me the diagnosis and said it required surgery. And I said, not today. D- don't friend. got time.
4: To, don't got time to bleed. not today, friend. It's almost like it was like the D Day invasion. Not and quite. And they were trying like to that. decide if you can, you know, if you could be on the boat. You're like Doc. You know, Doc says, "Hey, you need surgery. Forget that. No, Hi- not me. Hitler's going down.
7: I got to I got it." It said
4: this was a <laughs> amateur MMA yes.
7: fight. Okay, And you were married at the time. I was. What was your wife's feedback? My wife's feedback about me fighting has always been the same. You're an idiot. D- did she have a lot of insurance? Oh like, yeah,
4: like life insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if she had mixed feelings during those fights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just think, I'm just thinking. We're straight out of Vegas. OK, so Moran is out. Scott made an interesting point, and we're joined by Scott Seidenberg. He made a very interesting point during the break. Does this potentially—if this is discretionary, meaning if he could play through this, if it was a matter of pain tolerance—we don't know it is, but let's say it was— and it kind of feels like, man, this feels like, like the fact they're saying the whole, I mean, Embiid, they're saying game three is back with a broken face. Now, again, some things can sound worse, like broken face versus bone bruise. I'm thinking the broken face is out longer, right? But the fact they're saying this season, meaning if they do win this series, if they do win the next series, Man, that's a statement. It feels like the, the the team is saying we can't win this thing. And if so, is it a message to the other players?
6: I think it is. Now we don't know the severity of this bone roof. Obviously if they're saying the rest of the season meaning beyond this series should they advance. It's got to be to the point where it's restricting his movement completely. And it's not just about pain tolerance. It's that the guy can't walk or run or do anything. So he's really a detriment to his team if he does but
4: play. But n- how do you know how he's going to feel I in don't, two
6: weeks? No well, I th-
7: the report did say doubtful to return this yes. postseason. So th- it leaves open
6: the window. But they didn't say strained MCL, tear. That's why Nothing I said muscle-wise.
7: When you say bone bruise, to me, it sounds like it's a pain tolerance thing. Sounds like I sat wrong. Doing the football. like I, I maybe, slept on my arm. Yeah, yeah.
6: it does.
4: Listen, <laughs> the worst kind of radio is non-professional athletes talking about pain tolerance and all that stuff. But it does bring up. I do think,
6: yes, that it does feel like, hey, the, the decision is don't risk further injury. He's so young why risk the damage but to his the, body, flip side, the flip side the surgery? flip side
4: is this series is over
6: yes that's what i'm saying because it, like why risk it because exactly. there's nothing really to gain yes. here yes you're down 3-1 only 13 teams in nba history have come back from 3-1 to win a series although one of those was against the golden state warriors as we remember and they probably feel or job probably feels why run the risk when this series is over
4: now this uh i just looked at the series price i hadn't really thought on it before this announcement, wow! Is before this announcement, it was thirty-five to win a dollar, thirty-five dollars to win a dollar on Golden State, and fourteen to one on the comeback. I mean, that is a, down only three-one. I mean, I get winning three straight games if they're coin flips. It's going to be seven to one. And it's they're not coin flips, but man, thirty-five to win a dollar before this announcement?
7: I think it'll be interesting to see how it moves because I yeah, I have to feel like some of that was built in that maybe Ja wasn't going to come back.
4: I I mean we didn't have it. Listen, there's no magic to this stuff, right? Is it's not like the bookies have secret information sources, we we didn't hear that he was unlikely to come back. Scott, you said you had someone on your show that was a beat writer from mm-hmm. Memphis saying you'd be shocked if he didn't come back.
6: Yeah, and for, it, for game four. For game four, knowing that it was a do or die situation. I guess game five it was. Game five, it, yeah. knowing that it was a do or die situation. Yeah.
7: But the game last night, making it three games to one instead of two to two, yes. maybe that's why they... Yeah, I mean, but,
4: but the whole conversation... Listen, NBA, let's get one kind of show rule straight here. We These... Professional athletes don't think like that. They don't calculate. If it's mm-hmm. three it, one, it, my chance is this. I'm going to try. If it's the, they, they are just they're either going or they're not going. I think Fezzik does that all the time, and I never agree
7: with it. They they don't do the math. We just talked about ownership though, yeah. and the, to the team saying, hey, it's in our best interest for the future for him not to play. Oh, so it's not I always mean, necessarily the end We don't the know athlete. if it's a team.
4: We don't know if it's him saying this.
7: We don't. But I right? don't think that it, I, I don't think it should be ruled out that there's hey we. we we have got his long-term health in mind now. No, that I think that's valid. The,
4: the, the team would do that. I don't think the play... But what you're saying is, and what I object to, is the idea if they win, he comes back because their chance to win the series is decent. If it's 3-1, we can't win three in a row. You just rest, buddy. I, 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 I think that if that's the case, that's an indictment. That's an indictment that if, if you can play... It's one thing to be Jordan year two, where supposedly they say you might be done for your career if you if you step wrong. Now, I don't know how much of that is myth or whatever, even with The Last Dance. But if you're risking your career to come back... That's a different level. And I don't think people should like Kevin McHale still walks with a limp because he played in a certain game. The doctor said this will mess your foot up. He says, I'm playing. I'm not asking the players for that. But if it's a discretion at 2-2, I would play at 3-1. I'm not. That's an indictment.
7: There was a lot of people. Remember when Steven Strasburg, when the Nationals wouldn't let him pitch, there was a lot of people on both sides of it. Hey, we got to look out for his long term.
4: If he wanted to pitch, he could have pitched. I mean, are you really saying, if he says, I'm pitching a normal schedule, they're going to say no? And then what's he going to do? I mean, apparently, if you got someone, uh, Parker wants to leave Green Bay, even though they can franchise him for two years, and the fact he says, I'm done, they have to trade him within a week. So it seems like the power of the player, we should kind of accept now, the GM is below the coach almost always in every sport. Well, I don't know. Mm. That's certainly not the case in baseball. Yeah. Right? Baseball, Fo- the managers are a yes-man. Yeah. I think football, for sure, now, the coach is more... I mean, if you look at San Francisco, it's more Shanahan than it is the GM. And in and, and, and the NBA... That's interesting. I think it's not the coach. I think it is the front office because more Absolutely. in
7: Houston, it certainly was. It,
6: it, I, it's and good good job phrasing it as front office because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily specific. Could be the president, the basketball yeah, operation, whatever that yeah, structure. Like Brad Stevens is the guy in charge of the Celtics. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, not Ime Doka. You know, and you could look at every organization. Yes, the the front office is more so than the head coach.
4: But in general in almost every league. And I think certainly NBA, certainly NFL, keeping the star player happy is one of the core missions of the front offices, of the power brokers, right? I mean, what is the indictment of the Seahawks? Is Pete Carroll couldn't keep Russell Wilson happy, right? I mean, that is the conversation. And I think it's valid. I mean, look at the NBA. The coaches seem to be about who the players want, to the point they laugh and say, we coach ourselves. I mean, at least in Brooklyn. So I think to some degree, we got to put this on the players. And I'm not saying that that they should play when they shouldn't play, but I, if it is a two-two-three-one, I would play in one and not the other. I,
7: I don't like that at all. I would fan. say when you when I when you put it that way, and I think about the player empowerment in the NBA, if John Morant wanted to play and the Grizzlies said no, we're not going to let you play, this John Morant would play. So yes. I, I stand corrected. You, you it, it, this would be a John Morant decision.
4: And I think the only exception would be if the doctor, you know, you always hear he's cleared to play. If the mm-hmm. doctor says well, I can't, you know there. Are, there are insurance issues to some degree. Sure. If the doctor says you can't play, I don't think you know. I don't think it's even. A, I think it's a moot conversation because most, almost anyone's not going to play if the doctor says you can't
6: play. Here's where the conversation becomes really interesting. If Memphis somehow pulls out a victory in Game Five,
4: but it doesn't. It sounds like if they pull out a victory the next three games, and then pull saying, out four more we, victories and make the finals, he's but, still not playing. Do
6: right? we know that?
4: Uh, well, I know we
6: don't. It's, it just says that he's doubtful. But for but but return.
4: but they don't throw those words around for no reason.
6: They're trying to but, douse, they're trying yes. to douse hope. But keep in mind what we've already seen in this playoffs. We've seen the Phoenix Suns fudge the injury report when it comes to Devin Booker. We've seen the Philadelphia 76 76ers fudge the injury report when it comes to Joel Embiid. And now this might be another situation with John Morant. And these teams don't care, they'll pay the fine. But it doesn't matter. These injury designations, what we've learned so far in this NBA postseason, mean nothing. If
7: they wanted to do that, they would have said he's doubtful for the next game. Yes, by saying again, doubtful for not the
6: playoffs. This is this is. No, he's, or I think
4: he's making this. an interesting point. Let's say, for the sake of argument, that they think that he's out for sure. And just if you're just tuning in, John Morant is out. It looks like for the season with a bone bruise, and we're trying to. We're speculating on what it all means. Here would be where I think Scott has an interesting point potentially. Let's say they knew he was out in game five, just physically couldn't play. There's a chance he could play in game six. If you wanted to have that Willis Reed, oh my, emotionally, we're going to turn, we're going to, um, you know, uh, Golden State's going to feel waylaid. Oh, he's coming. He's playing. I think it's he doesn't play game five, but he does play game six after he was down. But the fact is they're only obligated to tell you him the next game. Right. Everything beyond that is discretionary. And the fact they're saying it, I think he's trying to say we we don't want him taking heat for this.
6: So the Grizzlies did announce officially out for game five and their medical update does say Morant is doubtful for the remainder of the postseason, but is expected to make a full recovery.
4: Right. And he they're not obligated to say what he is the rest of the postseason. Mm-hmm. So that's them says, trying
6: to say, yeah. let's stop. Because spe- if every
4: game, it's like he can't play again. Yep. He can't play again. It looks like it's an indictment of him every time he can't play. What's this say to the other 11 guys on the Grizzlies? I think you make a good point. Like Scott's point is that it's saying, well, here's the question. They're going to know inside. That's one of the things the NFL guys talk about is you can't put a quarterback up there like, they were talking about Trey Lance. Why didn't he play last year? It's like, you can't have a situation where Trey Lance is not going to give you the best chance to win, and you put him out there as a quarterback for other reasons. The team's going to revolt to that, right? And that's an interesting con- I never thought of it that way, but these players want to win. They're risking their own physical health to win. Mm-hmm. If you say, hey, because Jimmy G, you know, whatever, rubs me the wrong way, or whatever the personal thing is with Jimmy G... But he's still there, by the way. If you put the wrong quarterback out there, the team's going to rebel. I think inside the locker room, they know if Morant's making a discretionary call or not.
6: Now, let's also evaluate what happened in this game, too. Well, Grizz- let's do
5: this. Yeah. I think that is our next thing. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight
7: Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's Tom Brady's colleague, RJ Bell.
4: Dan, Mr. Dan Byer. Yes, you have a moment, sir. Yes, I do. Uh, did, did the suit say anything to you about? Uh, are you allowed saying your colleagues with Brady? <laughs> I got no message,
7: but usually they want to
4: keep away from everybody. Oh, I the fact you got no message means you can do it. All <laughs> yeah, right. Because uh, full did you steam hear, ahead. Did you hear about AJ? They said he can't specifically. <laughs> he can't. That's weird. But thanks, Dan. Thanks, guys. We actually got some breaking tape here. It's it's John Morant talking with his doctor. Now, do you believe this?
7: This is this is big. of true. Listen, listen closely.
4: So what you are saying is, I am indestructible. <laughs> oh no, no! And in, in fact,
0: even a slight breeze. <laughs> indestructible. <laughs>
7: I don't know. I don't think Indestructible was exactly correct. He bravely shook hands with Jordan Poole coming onto the court last night. I mean, Jordan Poole, just by touching his hand, could have broken his wrist. Well, it
4: does bring up an interesting point. Scott, where are you on this? We had a, a spirited debate. when You could say, well, in slow motion, it's like when you when you see something in slow motion, it mm-hmm. means you did it. We just can see it more clearly, right? It's not like you didn't do it. Is When he went... And and twisted the the bum knee of his opponent. What did you think of that?
6: Not, no intent there whatsoever. Guy's trying to grab the basketball. And the fact he's out it,
4: for the season now, just another coincidence. It just
6: happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 Dylan Brooks it, trying to break Gary Payton's arm?
4: I think that's what OJ
6: said right after yeah. he goes, it happens. <laughs>
4: <laughs> right, we're straight out of Vegas. All right, so closing thoughts on this. I To me, the takeaway of the game last night, beyond the nice winner, we gave you is the idea that I've never seen a team that was so good without their best player who also didn't have a number two. like you could make the case mm-hmm. the fact it wasn't someone that could step up and in the games that Morant did play and be the counterpoint where it wasn't all him in the clutch situations. That meant there was no one they trusted to be a number two. No. then last night he's out. And there was nowhere there to be number one mm-hmm. when the chips were really down, but that usually says, "Man, they're thin." Man, there's a problem. But it's like, well, wait, they're so deep that they're like they were, you know, twenty and five even when you count a couple losses at the end of the year without him straight yep. up. So it's a weird combination. They're so deep, but they don't have the pecking order. Memphis clear
7: in the playoffs. You need a closer. And you could see last night. And there's got to
4: be someone other than the closer mm-hmm. in case
7: they double the close. You know, the last one eleven of the game, the Grizzlies were up by three. Warriors go on an eleven to two run before Dylan Book- Brooks banks in that thirty yeah. eight footer. It, they were one for five Why from the field in that so stretch. Somehow,
4: of all the shots taken, the one that you're going to say was the lucky shot was a Memphis shot.
7: It was a a shot. They were down six, no chance did, to win. Didn't it was covered a the heave second half yeah. by But that.
4: you realize that that, that <laughs> when I took ten, we were regardless, right? Yeah.
7: Yeah.
6: Okay.
4: I was happy for you but, to cover. Yeah, But, but that he,
6: covered the second half line.
4: Yeah, you know, anyone that's <laughs> all like every play, when you get to the quarters in the yeah. end game, I, but I hear, you. I hear you. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to have at least one best bet and I'm going to give you a quick we'll give you a quick 90 seconds on the Boston win cuz what I find fascinating is the series price from here? It really disrespects Milwaukee. Stay tuned.
7: He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Out of Vegas!
7: Fox Sports Radio
5: has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
0: live.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers.
1: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You
2: know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you a minute to down that two-liter.
1: Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code CRSHOW. New customers could play 5 bucks, get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W, only on DraftKings
5: Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Board where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. we got a best bet coming up. First, though, recapping... Boston and Milwaukee yesterday, Boston down 2-1. They win the game. Takeaways, A.J., main takeaway from the game.
7: To me, it looked like Giannis, especially in the fourth quarter, was just running out of gas. Every time he'd hit the floor, he'd lay there for 15 seconds. Didn't look like he was in any hurry to get up. And the fact that they melted down in that fourth quarter tells me Giannis is, is running low on, on steam. I think missing Middleton is starting to catch up with him. Yes, yeah,
4: I, I would say that within the game, I think that's true. I don't think it's true like from game to game. This was only their second game in six days. I don't think it was accumulated fatigue. I just think—and they say he gets so worked up emotionally. He gets tired in the first quarter because his adrenaline's pumping so much. I do believe the following. I think that this team, obviously defending champions Milwaukee, with Holiday and Middleton, it's a situation where it's a big three— but it's a hybrid. When you're talking offense, it's Giannis, Middleton, Holiday. When you're talking defense, Giannis, Holiday, Middleton. What we're seeing here is Holiday can't consistently deliver on the offensive side. And I think it's very hit or miss because of that. Now, there is some chance a Holiday or check that the Middleton comes back. I think it feels less
6: likely than it did. Scott, you have any sense of that? That Middleton's coming back? Yeah. No, I don't. Any, I don't have any read on that. But I do feel series in uh, general. Series in general, I think that well, I think it's going seven. Um, but I kind of like where you're at with Giannis and the fatigue point to where he's trying to do too much almost because he doesn't have that second piece to to rely on. Uh, last night, without Robert Williams, you know, people made a big deal about Robert Williams not playing. Oh, the main rim defender, but. That's actually not what he's been this season. He's been – the Celtics have been at their best defensively when he has actually been a help defender. But him and, on the floor is important. Well, if you look at their net rating, it's actually much worse with him on the floor than it is with him off the floor. Now and have, Grant Williams has filled in very nicely for him. So you combine – you're getting minutes from Daniel Tice, you're getting minutes from Grant Williams, and you're almost freeing up a space on the floor offensively – I'm not good. I'm not never going to say they're better without somebody, but I thought that it didn't have an impact on the game.
4: I think you got to be careful with small sample sizes with the on-off. Mm-hmm. I Bill Simmons, I trust when it comes to the Saudis, he's a big fan. Now some people say Robert Johnson. I'm not that type, the great blue singer, but you know, to me, the time Lord, he, a guy named the Time Lord Matters, I think <laughs> in general. I have a str- I'm probably going to you know, I'm going to wait till tomorrow, but odds are very good. I'm going to make Milwaukee a best bet tomorrow in the next game. They're now plus
6: five and a half. All right, Scott, you've got a best bet in baseball. You've got a 22 second max on the analysis go. All right, want to know on the show already because I gave out our, uh, the puck line of the. It was like minus 320, wasn't it? My Minus one and a half. Was all right, not go bad. ahead, go ahead. The money line was. The puck line <laughs> was not. Uh we're gonna go Arizona, Miami under eight. Uh Arizona, the worst hitting team. This is baseball, baseball. now. That is baseball. Worst hitting team. And you wouldn't need me to describe what a baseball is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what that
4: is. I, I had a no hitter in Little League. Three innings.
6: Arizona 13, two and one to the under at home. Miami twelve and four to the under on the road. And as I mentioned, Diamondbacks worst team hitting in all of baseball. So the ball, what's going on with that? You got 12 extra seconds. They are using multiple baseballs, and it's not by design. It's by the surplus that they have due to COVID-shortened seasons. So Combine- this is like
4: getting the Doritos that's from the year before in
6: the, in the back room? Pretty much. They're using baseballs that were manufactured for 2020, 2021, and 2022.
4: And what, over time, they've gotten mushier? No. It's just they're different balls. Oh, so the, so the, new different, ones,
6: yes. the new ones are mushier. Do we have any idea of what balls are being used in each game? Nope. And, and, what, and, and this is why a lot of pitchers around baseball are complaining that every time they touch a ball it feels different because it is different
4: wow all right best bet though repeat that
6: diamondbacks marlins under eight
4: and on twitter you can follow him scotts on air i am okay we got two games tonight
6: miami heat two and a half point favorites
7: hosting the 76ers in game five
4: all right james harden is got about a $100 million series of games. If he can play anywhere near the way he did in the last game, he'll probably get that max extension, which is about a quarter of a billion dollars. If he doesn't play well, if this is an aberration what he just did, he probably, you know, he's got the player option for 45, I think. He probably gets two more years in the 20s. But when you add it up, it's over 100 million at stake. The stakes are gigantic in this line at two and a half, home court's three. It's saying the Sixers are better. And I would make the case Embiid's going to be trending upwards as the series progresses. And I also think Embiid's helping on the defensive side more than people think. Lowry's out. I tell you, I think the market's right. I don't like the game because I think the line's right, but I think Philly has a slightly is a slightly better team right now.
7: Phoenix Suns minus six and a half hosting the Mavericks in Game Five. In regards
4: to the stakes, just think about how high the stakes are. You know, Luca, we were talking before the show. If he can somehow win, Luca goes to the next level. Those are high stakes, but what's the downside? Nothing really, because he's got time. He's and he's got a series win already, which he hadn't had before. He he took a step. But Chris Paul, he's getting tired. I don't know if you heard, he's 37 years old. I don't think that he has a better chance than this. This is the best team the whole season in the NBA. He's 2-2, game five. The only concern I have is, is he going to be a little overly psyched up with the whole thing with his family, with the two straight bad games? Does he potentially... Is the pressure too much? Because historically, Chris Paul and pressure really hasn't gone well together. And
7: kudos to the Mavericks, full-court pressing Chris Paul, making him look even older. And then him defending Luka on that end is a mistake, I think, by Monty Williams, the coach of the year. Not that I should be telling him how to coach. Well, you
4: know, listen, you tell professional athletes that they're tough <laughs> enough. But, but my last point would be this. I think the officials – I mean, think about it. If somehow Dallas – Wins, then game six is going to be. Man, this series is going to be over, pro- probably, maybe. I think they want seven. I think this is the classic game five, and, and Chris Paul gets a lot of calls, which he certainly did not get in game the prior game. No opinion. I would lean Phoenix, so lean no like in that game.
7: If you missed any of today's show, including us breaking down the Tom Brady contract and when he will leave the NFL, you can check it out on the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow. He He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of Vegas!
0: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.